It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti back with you guys. It's Thursday, January 24th, at least recording on the 24th. Some of you will hear this on Friday, but whenever you hear it, I always appreciate you guys tuning in all the time here with me, talking Panthers football, a little bit of news to talk about here, so... Not necessarily a, not even really a semi-emergency edition, but uh, a little bit of news just came out of Carolina, and that, of course, is about Cam Newton, who underwent successful arthroscopic surgery on his right shoulder today, or again, if you're listening on Friday, it would be Thursday, but, um, you know, that... At least from the time this is recorded, that news just broke a little bit ago. Uh, Adam Schefter and a couple others reporting. Uh, again, arthro- successful arthroscopic surgery for Cam Newton. Uh, good to see that he's already gotten it taken care of. You know, being, being the end of January. Uh, the question is now, how long is he going to be out for? You know, uh, I'm obviously not going to... Well, I'm actually Googling it a little bit, and uh, it does say, uh, if if you Google it, at least the first thing I'm looking at, it says, although recovery from arthroscopy is often faster than recovery from open surgery, it may still take weeks for your shoulder joint to completely recover. So at least uh, it shouldn't be a completely long recovery I guess we'll say again you know I'm, I'm certainly no uh, no doctor here but it does seem like and again the fact that he did it on January or you know today being the end of January you obviously have all that time to recover uh, probably quells the worry a little bit of Newton potentially sitting out. I mean, I, I could be wrong, but my guess is um, there's probably less of a chance now that he sits out the entire 2019 season now that he's had the surgery. And, uh, he should, you know, I, I would venture to guess that he should be good to go by week one. You know, I I can't really sit sit here and say right now, if he'll be ready for OTAs or even training camp, but I would I would venture to guess he should be good to go for uh, for week one of the season, you know, and, and possibly training camp again, depending on how quick the recovery is. But um, you know, it is definitely good news. You know, I am. It, it was nice to see that he did go in and just decide to get the surgery done and not really prolong it so it should be an interesting offseason now it should be interesting to see how this team kind of looks at the quarterback position now that they've had the uh you know now that now that we know he's had the surgery and uh he 
should be good to go, you would think. So, you know, do they go out and draft a quarterback? You know, do they look at someone like uh, Tyree Jackson or, you know, some of these other quarterbacks? Uh, or do they kind of stick to the status quo and just roll with Kyle Allen as the backup guy? So it, it should be... It should be interesting as these next couple of weeks go by, uh, you know, once we get into free agency and the draft. But again, the big story now with the Panthers: Cam Newton undergoing successful arthroscopic surgery on his right shoulder, the shoulder that bothered him really all season long. I mean, let's face it; um, they didn't really say anything until about week 15 after that Monday night game against the Saints, and then, of course, they shut him down for the last two games of the regular season. You know, the Panthers are pretty much out of the playoffs by that point already, but I think I think we can go ahead and kind of guess that that shoulder bothered him all season long. And now he's going out and getting himself right, getting himself ready for the 2019 season. So, you know, definitely excited about that. I'm sure all you fans out there are happy to see that he's getting himself well. So, you know, we're going to get down, going to get down to it, going to get ready and should be a, a fun year. I think in, in 2019 now for the Panthers. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, so that's that's kind of that news. Uh, also going on, the Senior Bowl just wrapped up their practices. Um, the South team just, just finished their practice, and it basically marks the end of the practice week for the Senior Bowl. The North had their practice earlier in the day. Uh, I believe the teams do have a walkthrough tomorrow, but uh, that's that's close to the media. And then, of course, Saturday is the game, and then next stop is the NFL Combine. Like I said, I am starting to plan now and hoping to actually make it to the scouting combine this year, which, of course, would be the – and this would be the first time I've ever been there. So if things work out uh, – you know, I would definitely love to go and hopefully try to catch uh, Ron Rivera and Marty Herney, if at all possible. But um, seems like it was another f- fun week. Again, unfortunately, I I wasn't able to make it down there in person. But uh, obviously, a lot of guys you're, you're starting to see the names pop up as far as guys that uh, were pretty impressive. In fact. Uh, as as I'm recording this, I actually have the NFL Network coverage on. They're actually talking to one of the receivers that uh, performed very well all week, and that's Debo Samuel, someone that I've mocked to the Panthers a couple times now in a couple seven-round mocks. Uh, by a bunch of accounts, he had a pretty good week. 
Um, you know, we, we talked about Montez Sweat. He had a very good week. Nasir Adderley, like I talked about yesterday with the mock draft. Um, a couple other, you know, definitely a bunch of names, but um, one position that sounded like it was very up and down among the entire group was the quarterback position. Uh, Will Greer, you know, kind of getting back to the, the quarterback discussion, and, and not that the Panthers are really going to go after this, but it kind of ties in a little bit. But uh, Will Greer, for example, sounded like he had a very rough week. Uh, Daniel Jones was not as spot on as I think a lot of people would have liked him to be. Uh, I wonder if that's going to cause him to drop a little bit. There was a lot of buzz heading into this week that Daniel Jones was going to be a first-round pick. Now I'm not so sure if that's going to be the case. But one guy that a lot of people were very impressed with this week was Drew Locke. Uh, I would not be surprised if Drew Locke ends up going in the first round. In fact, my when I did my first first-round mock a couple weeks ago, I had Drew Locke. Uh, going to the Broncos at number 10, and uh, I feel like I'm probably going to stick with that a little bit, you know, unless I do trades, but um, right now I would say, you know, because I'm not so sure on Jones, but I feel comfortable right now saying that at least three quarterbacks are going to go in the first round. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, I think, is almost a lock to go in the first round. Uh, I think Kyler Murray definitely has a shot to go round one. You know, where where in the first round, I don't know, but uh, I would not be surprised if he does go round one, and I think Drew Locke is going to find his way in there as well. Uh, Daniel Jones, to me, is a wild card at this point, but I think he would, at this point, I, I think he would be the only other quarterback that would go in the first round. So, I would say at least three, but probably no more than four based on Daniel Jones as far as quarterbacks in the first round. Uh, but another player I want another player I want to talk about, not one that was in the senior bowl though, but um, and this is kind of a shout out to our buddies over at the draft network. Uh, they actually did a live first-round mock yesterday from Mobile because they had to find – all the media down there had to find something to do with the practice being moved indoors. But they did a first-round mock yesterday, and Brad Kelly, a good friend of mine, who's excellent at evaluating wide receivers. I mean, if you want to find someone – to learn about the wide receiver position and how to evaluate them and whatnot and just how to watch them, you got to follow Brad Kelly because he is exceptional. He, he's someone that um, when he talks about wide receivers, I listen. He, he, he's just that good. And, you know, he, he's great with all the positions, but it, it really fits here too because it is a wide receiver uh, he's actually the one that made the pick for the Carolina Panthers in this mock at number 16, and he gave the Panthers uh, Kelvin Harmon, the wide receiver out of North Carolina State. Now I know, 
I, I saw a couple people on Twitter reacting to that pick, and their feathers were ruffled a little bit, um, which I can understand because you know I don't know if the Panthers are going to go wide receiver in the first round two years in a row, but I can also see the fit. You know, I I don't think I would necessarily be opposed to Kelvin Harmon at uh, at the spot because I think he would step right in at X in place of Devin Funches. I mean, I I think we can almost write off Devin Funches with the Panthers. Uh, he is a free agent, and I have a hard time believing that. He's going to be re-signed. I mean, let's remember, he saw his snap count decrease significantly over the uh, last couple – over the last couple of weeks of, of the season, leading up to, of course, being a healthy scratch or healthy and active week 17. So I really don't think Funches is going to be back. But you put in a guy like Harmon – You've you've got to find, uh, I think you've got to find a fine replacement there. You'll, you'll have him. You'd have DJ Moore. You have Curtis Samuel. I think you'd you'd have a nice trio there with the way DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel improved as the season wore on. And you add someone like Harmon in there. I definitely think I definitely think that would be a uh, a nice trio. So I, I wouldn't be opposed. I definitely would not be opposed to uh, seeing them take a wide receiver in the in the first round this year. Um, that being said, there's you know definitely other positions that they certainly need to consider. Uh, I know there's people that really want to see them go after Nasir Adderley. Um, I talked yesterday when I discussed my mock draft that I also considered. Jalen Ferguson, and ironically, I found something on Twitter that said that Jalen Ferguson was meeting with the Steelers, and Ferguson said he feels he's a better fit in a 3-4. Well, we just talked about how the Panthers are considering a switch to the 3-4, so, um, you know, there's a possible connection right there especially with and I, I I think you're starting to get to the point you know especially with O-line especially with D-line maybe not so much O-line but definitely D-line uh, I think you're going to see a run on that position early in the draft so you know I wonder if the Panthers if they do consider D-line or D-end whatever if they would have to jump on that position at 16 because uh, you know, if, in fact, something I didn't mention, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, when I was doing this mock yesterday and I did take Adderley and passed on Ferguson, uh, you get to the second round pick. Now, obviously, this is based on Matt Miller's big board, so a lot of things can change, but um, took Adderley in round one. It turns out Jonathan Abram, the safety out of Mississippi State, actually was still on the board by the time I was back on the clock for round two. So, you know, it, it will he be on the board at that spot? I don't know. You know, 
he is battling an injury right now. That's why he's not playing at the Senior Bowl. Um, so whether that'll cause whether that'll cause him to fall or how far he'll fall, you know, r- remains to be seen. But um, you know, I think it's it also kind of shows that you know it is possible that maybe they don't have to jump on Adderley if they feel that there are other safeties in say rounds two or three that they can uh, that they can grab. But um, you know, and I get the whole uh, you passed on Justin Reed, you passed on uh, Jet. Well, I mean, you, you, technically, yeah, you passed on Jesse Bates in round one. Uh, he obviously wasn't there in round two. He was sniped. What was it? The pick right before, I think, because I think it was Cincinnati and then Carolina there in round two when the Pan- or when the Bengals took Jesse Bates. But you know, you you still you still passed on him in round uh, in round two or in round one rather. So you know that I understand too that side and why a lot of people are now going to push. For uh, push for uh, a safety in round one, you know, and then uh, you know you talk about offensive line, you know, not not a lot of people really, you know, didn't really see anything yet with offensive line, but um, or at least in terms of like recent mocks that I've seen, you know, obviously in particular the, the that the the draft network one. But, you know, if you are looking at offensive linemen in round one, um, if he happens to fall, Jonah Williams obviously is a pick. And, you know, I, I know this is probably a conversation we've, we've already had in the past. I just kind of ended up rolling into it. But, uh, you know, Jonah Williams, round one. I've heard Cody Ford is seeming starting to get a lot of love. Uh, in fact... Going back to that mock draft that the Draft Network did, uh, Cody Ford was actually a top 10 pick. I think they mocked him sixth overall to the New York Giants. I believe that was Trevor Sikama that made that pick. So he's a guy that's starting to get a lot of love. Um, Jonah Williams, I believe, ended up ninth to the Buffalo Bills. John Ledyard made that pick. Uh, You've got those guys... Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, you know, obviously you can wait. I, I think that's a position where, you know, maybe if those top guys aren't there, you know, maybe you wait for and get someone like uh, Garrett Bradbury in round two. And I'll, you know, let's touch on him a bit too, because um, you're starting to see the, the prospect tracker, um, like for example, over at DraftWire, <clears throat> over at DraftWire, they were starting to um, compile some of the prospects that have met with certain teams, and I did a little bit of a 
a profile on a couple of them based on who's met with the Panthers. So, you know, the first couple I did were uh, Eric McCoy, the offensive center out of Texas A&M, and then Juan Thornhill, the free safety out of Virginia. And then I had heard somewhere that they met with Garrett, Garrett Bradbury. Uh, Bradbury is an excellent offensive lineman from what I've seen and heard. Um, you know, he, he, he actually played tight end and defensive end in high school, uh, but then redshirted as a freshman and then dealt with injury in the spring ball and then at the beginning of the 2016 season. So, you know, he had to deal with that, and he ended up kick, kicking inside to offensive guard. But uh, very athletic, very strong. Um, you know, looks like he's really good in both the run game and the pass game. So, you know, for – you would probably have to spend a round two pick on him, but I think he's definitely somebody that uh, the Panthers – it would definitely be worth considering. You know, he's – you can plug him right in at center uh, to replace Ryan Khalil, and you know you've got yourself a, a solid interior offensive line again. So uh, Bradbury's a guy that I'm I think I'm going to start to warm up to as a potential Panthers pick. Uh, Eric McCoy, uh, he was a he was another solid center there for A and M. Has a, played a couple games at guard, but a lot of his time was at center. Uh, and pretty much played every game. Uh, he, he also redshirted his freshman year, but then he started pretty much every game, or actually I think every game. I don't think he missed a start after redshirting his freshman year. And then uh, Juan Thornhill sounds like he's a uh, an interesting prospect. You know, there's it seems like people really like his athletic ability, but um, I've seen concerns with his... Uh, his range and his coverage ability. So, you know, seems like he's maybe more of a, uh, you know, you have to wonder if he's better kind of in the box or if you're just worried that he's, you know, just not as good as someone you're hoping for. You know, he's likely, he's probably going to be a late round pick. Uh, But again, you know, take, just one thing real quick, too. You've also got to take these prospect meetings uh, with a grain of salt. You know, obviously NFL teams want to keep their interest uh, very, very close to the chest because they obviously don't want to tip their hands. So some of these players that they meet with, it may just be uh, kind of their due diligence. It could just be, you know, they're meeting with they're meeting with a player that they're not they're not necessarily interested in, but um, just because of the position, they're meeting with the player. Um, but the the fact that a couple of their early prospects, you know, we've only talked about three players, two of them are centers, and I mean, I think it's pretty obvious center is definitely a position of need, so. You know, I did. Again, it's hard to. It's obviously hard to say what exactly their interest is, but uh, I think it is pretty telling that two of their early 
or at least two of the three that we know of for sure, at least the three, the, two of the three that we're talking about, are at the offensive center position. Uh, but again, you know, Garrett Bradbury, I think, would definitely look good in Carolina blue. Again, I think he's someone you can probably take in round two. So, you know, maybe maybe you wait on offensive line if you feel Bradbury's going to be there. So maybe you go with uh, a safety or maybe you go with defensive end or maybe you go receiver. I don't know. You know, there's uh, a lot of ways I think now the Panthers can go uh, if they feel they can get one of these interior linemen in the second or third round, someone like Bradbury or someone like Michael Dieter, you know, or whoever the case may be. So, and obviously there's a lot of time to kind of dissect all this, a lot of time to really figure out their strategy. And and like I said yesterday, free agency obviously is going to dictate a lot of this, but um, there's, there's definitely no question. I think you at least have to address some of these positions in the draft as well. You definitely got to get younger, especially uh, at the interior position, or at least you you know you're looking for improvement on the interior offensive line. But um, like I said, as far as who they've met with so far, uh, Garrett Bradbury would be a uh, I definitely think would be a huge asset to this Panthers offensive line. So with that, I think we'll wrap things up here. Uh, like I said at the top of the show, as all you know, always love the support. Always appreciate you guys tuning in. And of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Resetti. Follow me, uh, you know, follow me on Twitter. Follow the show uh, on uh, Google, Apple, you know, however you listen to your podcast, whatever the case may be. And of course, if you have a smart speaker, you can tell your smart speaker to play podcast whatever podcast you want to listen to uh that'll wrap it up for this week uh you know we got a good four shows in Uh, it's a pretty solid week i think uh so i want you guys to enjoy your weekend have fun do whatever it is you want to enjoy the pro bowl if you're going to watch that enjoy the senior bowl game on saturday if you watch that and we'll be back next week to talk some more panthers and probably talk a little bit Uh, about the Super Bowl. So, again, have a good weekend, guys, and we'll see you next time right here on LOP. Until then, take care, my friends. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
every day.